sisters, join the resistance. Come on, let's start by talking tactics. Have a pass and match this. Here's how we practice. The last order conversation. David Jason. Hey, everybody. If there's anybody still listening, we're back. Welcome to Pop Culture Continuum. This is John Elliott. And this is Patrick Riccardi. And Pat was on some kind of vacation slash work conference thing. Yep. It's uh, been a week doing lots of hiking and going to places where they film Star Wars and I didn't know it. What? Where? Death Valley. I went to Death Valley just to, oh. to, to visit and and take hikes and stuff and when i was there they gave me like i was wearing i happened to be wearing a star wars shirt and the park ranger or i guess it's national yeah park ranger said hold on a minute went back and gave me this sheet of paper with all these locations where they filmed star wars wow and i thought it was all filmed in tunisia but nope and then like if you see just the the jawa shit right like with the or the right tatooine Some of Tatooine is Death Valley, so the the scene where Ben Kenobi says, "You'll never find a more a, a hive more filled with scum and villainy, or whatever it is," he's he points out, and then they have the the Mos Eisley is just like uh, a graphic on top of Death Valley, so, <laughs> and I I drove up the mountain to not specifically to see that, but that was kind of cool to see. That's the view, <laughs> so it was funny. Why would you want to go hiking in Death Valley? Well, it's springtime, so it's not really that. It's not really Death Valley during springtime. Oh, let me amend my question. Why? Well, would there you, you go. Want to go hiking because it's fun. I went to Zion too, and it was beautiful. There is one hike that I didn't do because I was by myself, and I figured if it would be a, a stupid death. But <laughs> it's a really, it's like uphill hike to get to this point, and that was hard. And then after that, you have to walk up a mountain and you have to hold on the change to get up the mountain. And I started to go up and it wasn't so bad going up. I could do it. But as you go up, people are coming down. You have to get out of their way. And I was like, nah, this isn't fun. And then when you get to the top, there's like there's no both sides are just sheer like really, really far drops. And you have to be good on your feet. And I didn't want to participate in that with people coming towards me. So I said, no, no, thanks. But it was neat. Mount, where's Mount Zion? It's just, it's Zion National Park. It's in Utah. It's in Rockville, Utah. <sighs> Don't go back there. Uh, is it is it like a hardcore Jewish settlement an, up on top of the mountain? No, it's named by Mormons. That's how it got all the religious religious name naming. And it's in Springdale, not Rockville. It's right next to Rockville. But yeah, don't go back there. Mormons in Utah. I know. What's I was next? so surprised you are. What? What was there like? Did you go to any towns or anything in Utah? What, I've never been to Utah. I have no plans to go. It's nice. This this part of Utah, I think, is not as super. Well, I guess it depends on where you're at. Doesn't didn't seem as super religious as other sections seem. This is more touristy, so they don't they don't. As far as I can see, they don't seem to wear their religion on their sleeve and play it up as much. Yeah. Yeah. So it was it was good enough. I, the St. George's is, is is like the big city near Zion, and I went there because I, when I do hiking trips like this, I like to go to the supermarket first and get a bunch of like snacks and. So I don't have to go out for breakfast and lunch and I get like wraps and stuff so I can make make my stuff. But in that town, there was like four or five drive-ins. The You know, the old... Like, oh, not, they still have drive-in. them. 
Yeah, they weren't drive-ins. I'm sorry, but the like soda, soda and ice cream and hamburgers, those kind of places. Yeah, and and not like they were definitely like '60s kind of places, not the not like a copy of McDonald's, like their own thing. It was really, really kind of quaint and neat, and the food was good. So I stopped at one of those. I wish I'd gotten a milkshake. They're so big, but it was like 10 o'clock at night, and I didn't feel like going to sleep on the top of a milkshake. But uh, that was interesting. It's very white, obviously. Yeah. Well, the um, Salt Lake City, I think, is supposed to be kind of diverse because, you know, all the natives they convert move there. <laughs> I wasn't in that section. Yeah. But then uh, after Zion, I went to Beatty, Nevada, which is like this old mining town, which is right next to it. I got to see a ghost town, and I've never seen one. I always wanted to, and that was pretty neat. And I went to a brothel. I'll, I'll wait for you to continue. <laughs> so I was hoping there was a follow-up. No, there, there's like an alien, alien-themed uh, uh, like tourist trap, and I stopped there, and right next to it was the – what was it? The alien – Cat house, Alien Cat House brothel with free tours. So I took a free tour, and it was just just a, a place with a bunch of bedrooms and. So it's not, not in operation. No, no, it's the the person who gave me the tour was the person who uh, the the prostitute. So at the end of the tour, she she says, "Come into my room, we can negotiate." And she's like, and I'm like, I was just here for the free tour. I don't even have. Like I said, I I'm sure it's too much money. I can't afford. It. I'm sure it's like two hundred dollars. She's she's like. Honey, two hundred dollars doesn't get you anything here. <laughs> wow, that's weird that they would have it so out in the open in Utah. No, this is Nevada. Oh, Nev- oh, sorry, I'm all. This was this was legal. Oh, that this makes sense. Legal okay, place. yeah. And it's it's odd. I mean, it's odd how they legalize it in Nevada in such an odd way. It's like they can only be in counties with a certain popula- a population under a certain number, and so all these like all in the middle of nowhere places. And there's there's not many left anymore. But it was interesting to go in and see what it was like. And she was a very nice person. Uh, yeah. Well, you know the, that that one pimp won the uh, won that election there in Nevada, yeah, even though he was yeah, dead. Yeah, that's the guy that owned this place, and she had her his um like election sign up on the on the wall. And I said, oh, is that the guy that that won the election when he when he died? And she's like, yeah, he owned this place. I I was. And I was like, did you know him? She's like, yeah, we were really close. And then she points up on the wall and she has the like the memorial from his funeral hanging up. So it felt a little awkward. I was like, oh, I'm really sorry for your loss. That had to be a super tacky funeral. I'm just guessing. <laughs> they they had that show on HBO about that place. Did, did you ever see that? No, but that's that's the dude. That was one of his other yeah, places. Because yeah. this, this um, place he started later. Like that place, I forget the name of it, was in Pahrump, where Art Bell's from. And I didn't go to Pahrump. Oh, so, oh, that's right near there. Fucking starting a franchise. <laughs> yeah, well, it's gone now. This place is sold, and I guess all those other ones are sold too. But yeah, I thought there'd be more thematic stuff in the alien cat house. But there was a a, a, a beach towel with an alien on it, and a couple of, like cardboard cutouts. And they had like she showed me this closet, not closet, like a a rack full of a rack full of um, costumes. And she said we wear these on theme Tuesday, and it was like you know Star Trek outfit and a star wars outfits and just like science fiction outfits but it was not that was all there was so to they it. didn't it put a lot of work into the no. whole thing <laughs> well neither did the, the the truck stop it was i went in and there's like a wall full of shot glasses and stuff with with like aliens on it and that's about it 
and it's it's supposed to be near area 50 it's not that near but near enough but the weird thing was the prices were like crazy expensive because i was like oh, i'll stop and get a shot glass it's not that big a deal but it was like 12 dollars for a shot glass I was like it's that big of a deal no thank you man i mean nevada ripping off tourists that's doesn't seem like there's brand oh it was it was in the middle of nowhere, so I thought it would be reasonably priced. The I stayed at the Atomic Inn in Beatty, and that was more reasonably reasonably priced. Was Ned and there? The theme was better. No, that's the name of the town, so he might have been somewhere else. Not he, maybe he just owns it. Mm-hmm. Uh oh, that's. Uh, I mean, except for all the nature stuff, that sounds kind of fun. Uh, Vegas was fun too. What'd you say? Vegas was fun too. Vegas is fun for like two days, always. Well, you were there for business, so. Yeah. Well, yeah, so I didn't have to fill my time up as much. I was in the conference center. I think part of the problem with Vegas and all casinos is they allow smoking in a majority of it. So oh, yeah, in the casinos, home, yeah. You smell like smoke, and it's awful. It's like it's going back 10 years, in a ba- or I guess it's more like 20 years in a bad way. Yeah. Like it was kind of a badge of honor when you came home from a bar and you smell like smoke, but you couldn't wait to take a shower. But I'm glad now people don't have to deal with it. Uh, yeah, well, it's 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 been a while. And I'm t- uh, it's and been I'm, longer than 20 years. I feel like, at least in California, with the well, no smoking shit. But I, I was close to it because it, it it changed right when I moved there. So, and that's like... Oh, that's true, because they used to allow it in bars, yeah. Yeah, yeah, not restaurants. But, but yeah, because yeah. when I was a kid, so I'm talking 70s, probably very early 80s, they still had smoking sections in restaurants, and then that was... I don't know what year that went away, but it was when I was still young. Yeah, that probably, probably happened in California before here, because I was... I don't remember either. I was... I was I don't remember, but it, it was, it's such a weird idea when you look back on it now, as if that barrier would stop the smoke. Which it didn't, and which, no. like, was never a good idea anyway. Mm-hmm. To fucking wait until you finish your meal and then go smoke outside. outside. What is wrong yeah. with you? <clears throat> that is a funny... But, yeah, Vegas has... The rules does apply in restaurants and bars, but yeah, not yeah. in the casino. It's... And I guess it's because they don't want people to have to leave and stop gambling, but it still stinks. Literally and figuratively. Although it's funny in the airport, there is like most airports you oh, yeah. can't smoke anywhere, but they have the little smoking is... lounges. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they have those in some European airports too, and or they did. Shit, I don't know if they do anymore. They definitely well, have it's... it in like Hong Kong and Asia. But the smoking lounge in uh, in in Vegas is filled with slot machines, so that there's there's profit to be made from their smoking lounges. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I haven't been to Vegas for a long time. We always get free hotel rooms there, which is nice. Where do you stay? At usually the Venetian. Oh, that's the Adelson place. Who's who's the what? That's the Adelson place. That Trump guy. The you know you know who I'm talking about the the, the one of the heaviest supporters of Trump. Oh yeah, I mean you can't really avoid that with the uber rich who own hotels. I feel like. I don't know. It seems like MGM MGM doesn't have a singular person like Adelson. It's Sheldon Adelson and uh, Steve Wynn is the other guy in Vegas. But yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You know, for a free room, I feel like I'm not giving him any money. So fuck him. Just (laughs) go gamble at another casino. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I hate that kind of shit. Because I buy from Amazon, too. I'm not super happy with uh, their whole model. No, no. I I keep saying I don't understand that they had the opportunity to treat their employees well, and they chose not to. It doesn't make any sense. Well, that's... Most of the time, that's the option they're going to go with, because... I guess. I just... I mean, I thought they would... I was... Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. It's called business. That's why it's I not guess, called I mean, friendship, Pat. <laughs> Costco treats their employees well, so I don't mind yes, shopping they do. there. Yeah, notoriously. And the, and the CEO, like, takes a modest sum for a CEO right. of a company that size. And, yeah, yeah, they seem to have their shit together. It's funny you use the term notorious to describe it, though. I, would, uh, I wouldn't use that term. What? That has negative connotations. Do you want to read some uh, advice columns from Dearest Abby? Sure. Uh, I, we've done this before. This is what? Her daughter? Is that what it is? Yes. Because I see it's Abigail Van Buren again. Jesus. What a fucking racket. Yeah, well, that's not either of their real names. No, I know, but but it is still her actual daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what they're going to do when this Abby retires, because I don't think she has any kids. I'll take over. I'll go by the Abigail Van Buren pseudonym. Um, All right. You want to just start with the top one? Sure. I've not read any of these. What's the, is it mom taking care of everyone else? Has no time for herself. All right. Uh, I'll read this one. Dear Abby, I am a stay-at-home mom to three wonderful little girls. I appreciate my husband working so I can do this, but I'm very lonely. I have no real friends. Yeah, you decided to be a mom. What do you... Well, I'll wait for the advice. I help my mom with all her medical needs, making appointments and getting her to them. I also help my brother with his three kids. I help everyone with everything. In addition to running my home and taking care of our three children, I do everything for my husband. All he has to do when he comes home from work is eat and take a shower. I haven't been anywhere by myself in a very long time. We haven't had a date night either. Finding a babysitter isn't easy. Mom can't watch the kids, and my grandparents do it only when I need to take her to the doctor's... Wait, what? Without the baby. I don't know who her is. Oh, her mom. The mother, yeah. Uh, I take the baby everywhere with me. Please give me some advice on making time for myself and my marriage. I just need someone to be on my side. Well, look, man. I'm going to come out and say something... uh, Bold and controversial. Well, you know how people are like, oh, being a parent is the hardest job in the world. It's not. I speak from experience. It's harder to go into work every day than it is to plop your kids in front of the TV and uh, <laughs> read a book. Sorry. The, uh, you can't really plop a baby in front of the TV, but please go ahead. Oh, you know where, not whereof you doth speak. <laughs> um, now, babies, you just... Give them some NyQuil. They're fine. Sleep. I mean, I get it in a way, but also, well, it sounds like your husband just isn't pulling his weight, right? That's what it sounds like to me. Well, I, I mean, it depends on, like, does he have, like, a really hard job? If not, he should be doing something more than taking a shower when he comes home. Yeah. But also, what did you think was going to happen when you had three kids? Like, I... <laughs> Wait, Do you think you're going to be going out every night and shit? Like she's not, she's not going out at all. She needs 
she needs her husband to pick up some slack in her if she has any brothers or sisters to help take care of the mom because she also is taking care of an old, old person too. Oh, this lady, this lady, I'm going to come out and say it. Goddamn idiot. <laughs> I disagree. No, I'm, I'm just fucking she, around. She I, doesn't say anything about brothers or sisters though. Does this, she? Uh, oh, brother. Yeah. Also, she, my brother with history kids. Wait, wait. This brother needs to be pulling. The some brother needs weight. to be stepping up. If she's taking care of your kids, you need to let her go out on a date night. Yeah, so he needs to take care of the kids more than more than once or twice a week and on weekends. Yeah, she's although she needs the brother to pull some weight. Yeah, taking maybe the care of six kids. kids at once that that'll never work. That's why they haven't made sitcoms about it. Um, yeah, it sounds like the brother. Yeah, I get it. Like the husband is working all day. He comes home, takes a shower, and eats. That's fairly normal even in these days i guess i mean this is what viv and i do we both work we come home well we don't take sh- we take showers usually in the morning but uh come home eat watch some tv um yeah i don't know i mean i get it to an extent but but i don't really know what the answer is i mean well i bet abby does yeah, maybe you know you you wait till the baby's a little older, and then uh, you leave those three kids home alone. Go out on a date, go see some uh, Marvel movies, stop off at Red Robin. All right, well let's see what Dear Abby says. You want to read Dear Abby's? Dear Mom, I'm on your side. Does that sound like Dear Abby? It sounds you like... have been so helpful to everyone else that you've forgotten how to take care of yourself. Tell your husband what you need. A day night with him every two weeks and a day or two to take care of yourself each month. It will do wonders for your spirits. When you do, ask your brother to watch your children for you. If he refuses, hiring someone to babysit would be money well spent. The problem with being a martyr is that people die doing it. So recognize it's time to stand up for yourself. If you don't by now, you should understand that nobody will do it for you. Let's be clear. You're not going to die from taking care of your kids and not going out on a date night, dear Abby. Uh, sorry, but yeah, I I agree. Like on the weekends when your husband isn't working, like every, every once in a while on a weekend, just be like, I'm up out this bitch and go, go take a fucking spa weekend or something away from these screaming brats you birthed man she's saying take a date night every two weeks <clears throat> Jeez, i was saying a couple dear abby thinks these week. people made a money <laughs> jesus they don't have to go someplace to cost money they can just take a walk in the park they got three kids um should we go to the next one on this page or go back let's go back and see if there's a, a, a better spicy one. headline yeah Okay. Oh, news of son's open marriage leaves his parents in shock. Where are you seeing this shit, man? April 10th, 2019, a day that will live in infamy. April, oh, mine only goes down to April 11th. How do I go to the next page? What the fuck? Go to the archives, my friend. Oh. Where's the... Is that on the side? Man, what the know. fuck? I can't see your page. I'm on youexpress.com slash dearabby. Okay. Motherfucker. Just just add the word archives to the end. Oh, I see it. It's up at archives. the top. Archives. Okay. 
All right, so we're looking for April 10. Okay, let's do it. Go for it. I am extremely upset. My son got married a year ago. We were very happy and have welcomed his life into our his wife into our family. He met us for lunch yesterday and announced that he and his wife have a po- poly- poly- polyamorous polyamorous relationship. They will stay married, but both of them will date and have long-term relationships with other people. My husband and I are in shock. We have been married for more than 30 years and have always been faithful to each other. We thought we had set a good example. They're asking asking to be able to bring other boyfriends and girlfriends to our family events. I'm heartsick at the thought of watching them be affectionate with other partners. My granddaughter was a flower girl at their wedding. How do we explain this to her? I love my son, but does a relationship with him mean I have to abandon the values I have always felt were important to uphold? Right now, he isn't speaking to me because he thinks I was not a sport, supportive enough when he told me. I feel like I'm being forced to accept this new lifestyle or not see my son. How should I handle this? Uh, yeah, It's none of your business, bitch. Oh, it is her business because they're bringing the boyfriends and girlfriends to parties at the house. I think that's a little weird. At least, yeah, at least liven things up a little with yeah, your no. with your boring conservative ass. Yeah, I have to agree with the mother. Not all the way. I mean, he can do what he wants, but to to yes. spring it on with, and and then say I'm bringing them to parties is weird. Yes, no. With with his personal sexual life, you have no say. But yeah, right. if he's if he's bringing them around, I think that's especially when he knows how you are. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's he's crossing a line. Uh, and the, was this this their life before they got married, and they didn't ever mention it because they could have mentioned that too. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think what you do is tell him you can do what you want in your private life. That's fine, but don't bring it into the family. I mean, that's. Yeah. easy enough then you're then you're not you know you're not ostracizing him just because of his his sexual proclivities but it is it is just respectful not i mean that is weird bringing around other other dates to your family gatherings yeah other than that i think yeah he could do what he wants and yeah yeah i mean yeah, i think there's a way to to broach the subject where it's not uh, super judgy and you can and still I, get your point I, across. It doesn't seem like the son did a good job of introducing it to his family. No. It sounds like this son is a real piece of shit. <laughs> Let's see what uh, Dear Abby says. Dear Dumbfounded, unless you are raising your granddaughter, you don't have to explain anything. That's true. Uh, that will be her parents' responsibility if they decide to expose her to your son and daughter-in-law's lifestyle. That's illegal. Not in Utah. Oh, he's in Dallas, though. Uh, as to you being, your being forced to entertain his and his wife's lovers, if it makes you uncomfortable, which appears to be the case, you are under no obligation to do so. Handle this by standing your ground and refusing to be emotionally blackmailed. Your son is an adult and entitled to live his life any way he wishes. However, this does not mean that you must endorse it. Tell him that you would love to see him, just him and his wife when they are spending time together. Yeah, see, we I can think- do this, dear Abby shit. I think her opinion made sense. I mean, I'm sure the son would want to be supported, but he didn't do a good job of making it happen. Um, yeah. You want to do one more before we take a break and then let's take a break and then come back. Jesus Christ. All right. Shoot down all my ideas. Okay. We will be right back. Everybody.
We had a comrade, a brave comrade. He could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero. Tried talking about Shamiro to computers wearing earphones. He almost died for conversation. Hallucinations, good vibrations. Van Dyke Park's great racing, steeple chasing. All right, we're back with more Darling Abby. Um, all right, I, ooh, let's see, there's a couple kind of juicy ones here. Um, what do you think? Mom takes action against daughter's abusive boyfriends, boyfriend, or sister-in-law's rude behavior is more than woman can take? Your choice. I'm going to go with sister-in-law. We can come back to the mom one, I guess. All right. Uh, dear Abby, I cannot stand my husband's sister. She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married to a foreigner who never works. Lady, I'm not liking you right now. Uh, and her three grown sons still live at home and don't work or go to school. She works several odd jobs to support the lazy men in her life. She's 53, but she was always rebellious and a hellraiser. At family events, she dresses like a streetwalker. My poor husband was embarrassed at the last family wedding because she was so scantily dressed and looking for attention. It about kills me and my children whenever she comes over to our house with her drugged-out husband. She is rude to me and makes backhanded comments. What's a I, backhanded comment? Yeah, I don't know what a backhand. I mean, I know what a backhanded, backhanded compliment, compliment is. But, yeah. Um, <gasps> I can't believe that after all these years I still tolerate this garbage. I'd love to end these get-togethers, but how do I do it? Because she's family, in quotes. Um... I don't know. I mean, is the husband really drugged up, or do you say that because he's foreign? It's, right. You it's, said... And she had to get married to a foreign. It's a really, really judgmental, weird letter. Yeah, I don't... But if, if, if she's telling the truth, and this sister-in-law is actually that rude, and the husband really is drugged out, then yeah, just don't invite them over anymore. Cut them off. Hard. It's really yeah. not difficult at all. Uh, I that's the, that's the thing that I don't get. Like, she... She puts this in there. She had to get married to a foreigner who never yeah, works. What, yes. what does that have to do with anything? Like that's, and... that's why I, that first paragraph makes me not trust the fed up sister in law at all. And I think this that the the sister would actually be lucky enough to have to go to this judgmental harpy's house. Yeah, and I've never heard of anybody like their form of what rebellion is. Like I have to marry a foreigner. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't get it. And so what is yeah. This, what is this scantily clad? I. I've, right. I've what. Yes. What but is your taking it her at face value? Just just limit your time with her. If your husband refuses to let your sister her uh, stop her sister from coming over, just stay away. I mean, yeah, I don't exactly. Know. And yeah, scantily clad is like you know that's one of those things that sounds kind of judgy. Like, are yeah. her are her nipples showing? No, then she's fine. And hey, lady, age is just a number. Yeah, and it's also. How long you've been on this earth? Uh, well, let's read. You want to read uh, Dear Abby's response? Sure. Dear Fed Up, it shouldn't be all that hard to accomplish. Tell your husband that because of the way his sister has treated you all these years, you are finally drawing the line. 
you no longer want her or her drugged up husband in your home. If they drive by unexpectedly, tell them you can't entertain them right then and suggest that in the future they call before showing up. At family functions you must attend, limit your exposure to her. Be polite, but concentrate on other relatives whose company you do enjoy. You can't control her mouth or what she wears, but you can choose to ignore the woman, and that's what I recommend. Yeah, for real. How old are you? Are you in Are you in junior high? Can you get married in junior high? Because yep. this can shit seems pretty, yeah, that seems pretty basic. Um, anyway, I, Pat and I both think you're a liar and a racist anyway. Yeah. So, um, all right, you you pick the next one. Uh, let's, oh, oh, I always, I, people get so angry about breastfeeding. That might be a good one. But also I like this hu- husband fathers a child during couple separation. There's lots of juicy ones. Oh, yeah. Well, you pick whichever one. Question about scratchy voice irritate journalist. All right. What date is that? March 24th. Oh, got it. Okay. Several years ago, I was diagnosed with a rare illness called Wegener's granulomatosis. Because of the way the illness has affected me, I have a hoarse, raspy voice and probably will for the rest of my life. The problem is, I get asked all the time by almost everybody I speak with, what's wrong with your voice? Or, do you have a cold? I'm a journalist who is on the phone constantly, so I get this question numerous times every day. Whenever I tell the truth, it's just the way I talk, people immediately feel bad. So I usually just lie and say, yes, I have a cold, or I have allergies. My question is, what is the response to give? I know... People are just concerned, but I'm just so tired of being asked. Well, here's what you do. You tell them, uh, hey, go fuck yourself. My opinion is you buy one of those Stephen Hawking things and talk through the robot voice, and yep. then nobody will nobody ask. Nobody will ever ask. They'll be like, oh, this guy's a fucking genius. I'm going to ask him about his voice. Uh, no, I, wh- th- I assumed it was a woman. Oh, could be. I guess you have, are sexist since you assume that every journalist is a man. That's true. Well, I just figured Wegner's gran- granulomatosis sounded very male. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know the gender of this person. That is correct. Just tell them, if you're a woman, tell them you're uh, the reincarnation of Lucille Ball. Psh, problem solved. No, I think, uh, I think it's fucked up of people to ask that. No, I think people are being Well, nice. if they're being concerned about, like... Uh, if they say, uh, do you have a cold? But if they're saying, what's wrong with your voice? That's kind of <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. But I I just, I just, I think she'd just say, yeah, that's my voice. Or, hey, that's my voice. Leave it at that. If they feel bad, that's on them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just say nothing. This is this is how I speak. Yeah. Do <laughs> uh, you think people ask Harvey Firestein that? Come on. Yes, constantly. All right, let's see what dear... Abby's advice is Dear Just Tired I see no way to prevent people who don't know you from asking the question. However, when they do I think you should stick with the truth and allow them to own their bad feelings for having asked such a personal question. Ooh, yep, wow. There you go. That sounds like your answer. I know whereof I speak. Oh, alright. Wait, I'm going to go with this because I love the teenage shit. Ooh, the prom one? Yeah, going to prom alone leaves teen odd girl out at table. Okay. Darling Abby, I'm a high school junior and my school's prom is coming up. I don't have a date. (coughs) Excuse me, everybody. I completely understand that I don't need a date for a 
the prom to have fun. Good, I'm glad you understand that. However, with my group of friends, we are organizing who will sit at our 18-person table, and I'm the only dateless person at our table, which I, means I'm the odd one out. Eight couples plus me for a total of 17 seats filled. I know I should try to have fun even if I'm the only one by myself, but the situation makes me feel so alone. I asked two different guys if they wanted to go with me. One ended up going with a different girl and will be sitting at our table. The other didn't want to go with me. How should I handle this situation and be able to have fun at prom, even though I'll be sticking out as the only person in our entire group who couldn't manage to find somebody to go with, even as a friend? Anonymous in Pennsylvania. Oh, Pat, is this you? Yep. Uh, Put my hand up. Well, so you have 17 seats filled out of 18. Um, I don't know, just... Get somebody drunk and have them force them to come sit at your table with you. I think the obvious choice is you should bring his mom. No, this is a woman. This is a girl because yeah. because it says it leaves teen odd girl out. So well, ha- wait, how do they know it's a girl? Well, I don't know the the title of the thing is going to probably. Oh, there you lose. go. One ended up going with a different girl. Yeah, but that doesn't mean I asked two different guys if they wanted to go with me. One ended up going with a different girl. Oh, okay, so it's. So we're just assuming. No, no. Dear Abby's girl. going. Oh, I had. Oh, different oh, girl. Okay. Different girl means it's okay. So I think this girl should go with her mom or dad. Don't go with if her she's dad. An That's orphan, creepy. If she's an orphan, then it's a real problem. Yeah. Well, you got you got your That's social probably, worker. Well, yeah, but that's probably why the two guys said no. Oh yeah, that's true. Ugh, sorry about that. Sorry about that. Anonymous in Pennsylvania. Um, you know what? I, I say. That, well, it's hard because, what, they're they're like a junior, so 16 or 17. Well, judging by the the time my nieces had at prom, they 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 went with dates, and then when they got there, basically ignored them and just danced with each other. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean. Because guys don't like to dance that much, and the girls do, so they're all out on da- the dance floor, and it doesn't really matter that you didn't go with a date. The only problem is the picture, and you can just have fun with it. Right. Well, but I think she's worried less about the dancing part than about the sitting at the table part and feeling like everybody's, like, looking at her, no. knowing she's alone. But you know what? I don't think anybody's really going to care. No, they don't. Nobody's going to care. I can tell you that much. Like, I am surprised she wasn't able to find anyone, though. That's weird. Uh, well, maybe it's a like really small school and, and people uh, are jerks. Yeah, maybe people unless our just... standards are really high and refuse to go with a sophomore. No, they're not because she asked out her social workers. So, well, social workers are kind of the cream of the crop when it comes to uh, public uh, public entities. You can ask. That's true. Um, yeah, I, you know what I say? No, nobody cares. First of all, nobody's judging you for that shit. Uh, and. If you're there with your friends, just like Pat said, they'll probably not be all that into their dates anyway. You guys just talk and hang out at the table and have fun and uh, and fuck it. It's... And make sure to eat your dessert. That's my advice. Yep. Uh, it's it's always... Wow, do they serve food at proms? I don't even remember. I don't know. I never went to prom, but I think they do. Yeah, I think it's like a sit-down fancy meal. That's why there's a table. There'd be no reason to have a table if you're not eating. Well, yeah, to, to rest your weary feet from doing the the uh, jitterbug in the Charleston. Yeah, but they could just have benches on the side for that. But they I have guess a table that's true. Sit around. And then they have to name the prom queen and king, which she might win. Oh, do they do that too? I don't think I ever stayed I for a full no prom. I, I don't know. I, 
Just for what I know of proms is from movies, and that's what I think happens. When I went to proms, we went out to dinner beforehand, um, and I don't think my like maybe there was hors d'oeuvres or something. Shit, I don't know. Who fucking cares? I think there has to be a meal if there's a table. It doesn't make any sense otherwise. Um, that's no, a big table though. Eighteen people at one table. That's wait, a big table. Well, we we really missed just the most obvious answer. Uh. Don't go. Drop some ecstasy. You'll be you'll be fine. Musical sound great. You'll be happy in your own skin. I bet that's what Dear Abby says. You want to read her response? Dear Anonymous, I understand why you would feel alone in these circumstances. But the truth is, you won't be alone. You will be attending the prom with 16 friends. If you concentrate on that, you can have a good time hearing music you enjoy, surrounded by friends who are supportive and dancing, if you wish to. Yeah, precisely. Uh, basically, it's not that it's not the big deal you're making it up to be in your head. Everybody's going to be cool. You'll be cool. Drop some E. All right. Uh, let's do... Uh, you want to do... Wait, did I do the first one? So you do one, I'll do one, you do one, and we'll be done with this. Oh, that's a nice little poem. I'm going to have a real deep one. Son feels mother's rejection after revealing that he is gay. Date, please. March 26, 2019. Oh, you went up. All right. Got it. Dearest Abby, I love my mother, but our relationship has been awkward since I came out to her when I was 13. After I told her I was gay, she grew more and more distant. She went into full grandma mode for my sister and her sons, and in my eyes, neglected me. She was seldom home, and when she was, we would argue about everything. It got so bad that I left and moved in with my aunt, who was like a mom to me. My sister told me she thinks mom is in denial because every time my sister would want to talk about it, mom would clam up. Mom and I have never talked about it. I clearly recall the day I came out. When I told mom she already knew, then she added, it's just a phase. I'm sad that even after 12 years, she still has accepted that it is who I am and who I've always been. It upsets me that she doesn't know all of me. Should I have a sit-down with her, like the adults we are? Same son as always. She's never going to change. Give up. Just love your aunt like a mother. Yep. Move on. Yep. Uh, fuck her. I mean, if she if she can't get over it with her own son, then I, I think maybe you have to write her off. You know, family is family is really uh, a state of mind. It's who you choose. I mean, she, he could have a cordial relationship with her, but sure. that's all you're going to get. Yeah. I don't... It sounds like she's... If it's been 13 years or 12 years or whatever you said, um, I don't know that a sit-down talk is going to do any good. No. Yeah. I mean, maybe he'll get some closure if he tries. Yeah. Yeah, Wait, maybe. I, again, I, I... If you do it person. for that, for your sake, for closure and not with the expectation that she's going to come around, um, I would say do it. Uh, because I think it's, it's good to just know where you stand and have everything out in the open. But... Yeah, it sounds like you know what? It sounds like your aunt is a uh, is a good person and and you know give her mother's day gifts. Um, Let's see what Abby has to say. Dear same son. <clears throat> only you can make the decision to have this that important conversation with your mother. Before you do, I'm advising you to contact an organization called PFLAG. PFLAG helps to build bridges of understanding between families and their LGBTQ members. You can find it by going online to pflag.org. 
<coughs> ah, sorry, I keep coughing. Uh, if your concern is that your mother's position may force you to end your relationship with her, prepare in advance by making sure you have a loving support system around you, which it sounds like you do. So, yeah. Yeah, that's kind nice. of our advice. P flag is that star by uh, George Clinton? I think so. Yeah. Or uh, Donald Trump's hookers. Okay. Let me find a good one. Wait, can we take a break? Wait, you need to take another break? Yeah. Yes. All right. All right, we will be right back. All right, we are back once again. And I am going to pick March 19th. Online relationship stalls over meeting in person. Dear Abby, I met a really great guy online eight months ago. He lives in another country, and we have been in a long-distance relationship for the last six months. Well, I mean, this already sounds like the perfect recipe for a relationship. We talk all the time, video chat frequently, and have grown very close. I have never clicked with anyone like I have with him, and I know he feels the same. We are having a significant... First of all, you don't know. But we are having a significant disagreement about meeting in person. I'm willing to travel to his country. The expense, while not negligible, is within my means. However, he says he has some serious ongoing health issues and he wants to wait until they are resolved to meet. He has had them for much of his life, although they have gotten worse during the time I have known him. So far, there has been no diagnosis or treatment plan. When I have asked, he says I should be patient. He doesn't want our relationship to be about waiting to do things because of his condition. Meanwhile, I know how much pain he is in. I see it every time we chat, and I know how much it affects him. It's not going to scare me away. I just want to be there with him to see if we work as well in person as we seem to online. I don't want to add to his stress by insisting we meet, but I also don't want to spend months or years with my life on hold waiting for a perfect time to meet. What should I do? Uh, all right, here's, here's, my, here's my guess as to what's going on. He's uh, Cyrano de Bergeracking you. That's not really him. You're seeing he's he's a goblin troll and he's putting somebody else up there on Skype who's pretending they're in pain and he just doesn't want you to know that he's been catfishing you this whole time. There you go. Dump him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know the reason but dump him. It's very weird. It's weird. If if he if you know about his health issues and you don't have a problem with it, he shouldn't have a problem with I mean if he really cares about you like you think he does he should want to meet you anyway I mean especially he's going to be dead soon <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I don't know it sounds it sounds like there's something else going on and he's lying about something it's fishy yeah cat fishy alright you want to read uh, dear Abby's response dear gamer girl when someone you meet online is reluctant to meet in person and interact with you fully, there's usually a reason. Having had these, quote, health problems all his life, one would think there'd be a name for the illness and a treatment plan. Because he has neither, I question whether his health is the reason he doesn't want to, you to visit him. He may be in a relationship or not, as he is representative in some other way. What you need to do is move on. Yep. Dear Abby gets it. Yeah, this is very short and sweet. I, it's I have it's very rare that Dear Abby doesn't get it. I that's why I kind of like Dear Abby the best. Well, maybe this Dear Abby, the old one. No, I, yes, this is much different. Yeah. All right, we're gonna do one more. Okay, um, let me look. Oh, it's my turn, right? Yeah, it's your turn. 
Okay. Ooh, this sounds pretty good. Texts rock the foundation of a relationship built on trust, but let me keep looking. I don't want the last one to be a stinker. Yeah, I'm going with it. What was your date? Gut. April 9th, 2019. All right. Another relationship one. Dear Abby, I have been seeing a woman for a year and everything seemed pretty sweet. She told me that we we met that, that trust is important to her as she's had issues in the past relationships, including with her ex-husband who was seeing an ex without disclosing it to her. This week I saw a series of texts pop up on her phone from someone I had never heard her mention. When I asked about it, she said they were from a quote from an quote old friend. I found it troubling and I asked her more about it. She then mentioned she had been in a romantic relationship with him many years ago. She also disclosed that this text exchange was started because she told him via text that she had dreamed about him the night before. She assured me her dream was not romantic or of a sexual nature and her intent was in reaching out was not romantic. Despite this, my suspicion meter has gone through the roof and I'm having a hard time trusting her story. I find this especially baffling giving her history. Am I overreacting? Oh, I say it again. Oof. This chick's an oof. Yeah. Uh, you, no, nobody tells you that they had a dream about you if they're if it's not if they don't have some romantic. Oh, I don't know if that's maybe true, that's but... not true. Unless I mean, unless they had a crazy ass dream about you where you know you turned into a dog and and started eating no, statues but... or something. But I would mention it to him before I texted the ex, and the, they had to see a pop up on the phone. It's just it's weird. Yeah, it's, it's not it's, it's not weird. cool, especially when she starts out saying it's an old friend yeah. and then later admits that it's an ex of hers. Yeah. And that she started yeah. the text chain about a dream. Um Yeah, it's weird. I, I don't think you're overreacting. Um, but I don't think it's the end either. It doesn't have to be. I mean, it's it's a red flag though. It's it's mm-hmm. uh I think just have a talk with her about it and your feelings and and uh see where it goes from there if she gets really defensive and and uh doesn't want to stop talking to this person i don't know you'll be able to read the signs i think uh i don't know it's these things are difficult um you got anything nope okay let's let's hear what uh Dear Abby says, Dear Less Trustful, If everything has been going well in your relationship with this woman for a year, why are you looking at text messages that pop up on her phone? Oh, that's a good point. Although maybe, you know, they're sitting together and, and they're just popping up. up. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't... It didn't sound to me like this person was going through her phone, but who knows? Well, but she makes a good point, though. Yes. Um, although not all people would text an ex about his her appearance in a dream... She can text whomever she wishes, and she shouldn't have to account to you for it. <laughs> also very true. Yeah, yeah. I feel, I feel bad about my answer now. Me Jeez. too. Yeah, you're a dickhead, writer. Uh, the two no, of, I'm not saying that. I know. But yeah. the, the two of you need to have a serious conversation about the parameters of your relationship. Yes, that's what I agree with. The problem may be your insecurity, true. And if you're going to have a successful outcome with anyone, you had better learn to control it. What's All it? Right. It was is she is she calling the the, the girlfriend an it because I think that's really rude, to Abby. Well, you know, maybe dear Abby doesn't 
isn't sure of the the pronouns these days, and she's she's trying to take the safe. Yeah, but why should the person be controlled? That's not a very healthy relationship. Well, she's from she's from a different age. That's true. Um, yeah, she you do make good points, dear Abby. Um, but I do think the the main thing is to have a conversation, uh, where both of you can just face it head on and and tell each other what what's going on. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, see, this is where we this is where we uh, stumble being guys. Yeah, with our own insecurity, I guess. Um, all right, I'll I'll take dear Abby's advice on that one. Uh, oh, you're the letter writer. Well, you didn't know that. I mean, all my screen names on social media are less trustful now. So I did you not have guessed. Yeah, um, I don't pay attention to that stuff. Or you. Yeah, no, that's that's good advice. You know, also, we didn't have uh, a whole day to come up with our answer. You know, we just did it on the spot. So fuck you, dear Abby, for judging my, us. Jeez. Our terrible advice. You know, um, give us some time. We could have done better. Um, all right. I guess that'll do it. So it's time for... Recommendations. Recommendations. I'm sure you have one. I'm going to struggle to think of one. So go ahead. Why are you sure I have one? And I do. A book by an author named Attica Locke, who apparently is more famous for being a TV writer, but it's a good mystery novel called Bluebird, Bluebird, set in Texas with the lead character being a Texas Ranger and the murder happens in a small town. And it's interesting, uh, just well put together stories. He's African-American and his what he had two uncles. One was a lawyer and one was a Texas Ranger and they kind of informed his life and it's, it's, it's well done. All right. What's the name of it again? Bluebird, Bluebird. Oh, going for the, uh, well, it's not really alliteration, is it? It's just the same word twice. Same word twice because you couldn't come up with anything else. I, I, I didn't make the name. I can dig that. Um, I know. I'm trying to think. What if I watched on Netflix? Has there been anything good? Apparently not. Um, I will recommend a book. Uh, uh, I just. It's not. I just started. I'm. I'm about halfway through but i'll recommend it it's called mem and i don't have it in front of me so i don't remember the author but uh it's about it's kind of science fictiony although it takes place in the past like 1906 and shit but uh, so it's maybe some alternate universe thing where people extract painful memories and those pain or sometimes good memories um which erases that part of their memory but the memories take on like human form uh so that i don't know yet i don't know what the purpose of that is so if they're good they can show like their their kids or whatever and i think maybe it's just part of the the whole process the way the memories are extracted that they take on human form but uh most of them it's a young adult novel no doesn't seem to be um most of them are just like human forms of that memory so they're like crying or whatever they have no consciousness but this one this one memory does have actual consciousness anyway that's that's the gist of it i'll recommend it what the fuck what do i I care 
I, I misread something, but it's by an author named Bethany Morrow. It sounds really good. Yeah. Does that, does that name sound right? That's it, yeah. Yeah, because I went to her good reason. I guess she just announced that she has a two-book a two book deal with for YA novels. So that's that's nice that she has more. But there's, the thing I wanted to talk about is there's a question for this book, and it's the question is, how similar is it to Westworld? The main character even shares this, the names of two characters in it. Is it based, inspired by the show? Yeah, no, it's nothing like the show, you weirdo. Well, it's, hi, Emily. I can only speak as the author, of course, but having written this work in 2011 and being unaware of the source material for Westworld, I think it may simply be the, na- the same name and the broad concept of self-awareness is drawn in constant comparison. There are no robots or artificial intelligence in this piece. Yeah. There, there are such things as co- coincidences. Everything's not a conspiracy. You dumb I disagree. Fuck. And that um, would be someone who ran the conspiracy who would say something like that. That's yeah. a short one, huh? I'll, I'll look for this. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to read again because I lost my Kindle yesterday. Oh, Anyone shit. Anyone sees it, please return it to me. Wait, where? when was the last time you saw Was it at work? Did you bring it to work with you? No, I went out yesterday, and I guess it's one of the places I went to. I had it in my back pocket, and I, I guess it fell out somewhere. I called the lift, and he didn't have it, and I called the restaurant, and they didn't have it, so it's it's lost. Kindle in your back pocket? Big's your goddamn back pocket. Big enough for a Kindle, but not big enough to hold it forever, I guess. Ah, That's that the problem sucks. with spring. There's no jackets. Well, I... I, uh... Yeah, I don't I don't think this one is a young adult novel, but... No, I... Yeah, it seems I too well-written. Um, oh my gosh, it has nothing to do with the difference between adult novels and young adult. It's not about how well it's written. You keep telling yourself that, Pat. Don't have to. I just told you. Uh, yeah, but I'm going to have that memory extracted. Write to us at popculturecontinuum at gmail.com. You were having trouble remembering if it was .edu? I, yeah, I thought it, it might have been .gov, actually. Oh, that's, that would be nice if Google took over the government. I mean, on most things, most uh, errors, I would disagree. But Google over Trump? Yes. Um. Wait, rate us. I'm going to try to do it all. Rate us highly on iTunes and leave a review if you feel it. Uh, follow us on Facebook, even though we have not posted there in like five years. And most importantly, tell your friends to listen. And uh, write to us with advice questions if you want. We'll answer your advice questions. Well, obviously, we're great at it. Mm-hmm. So, Except uh, that one time where we disagreed with Abby and we were and definitely she wrong. put us in our place. Yeah. She really did. Um, All right. We'll figure out something for the next episode. And until then, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.